It's really been a blessing to be a part of what God's been doing in, uh, in our house over the past few weeks. Um, and I'm excited to uh, step into this new series that we're jumping into today as we uh, draw closer to the one-year anniversary of our church. Can you believe that it's been a year already? Um, as, as, as we draw into this, uh, this new season, uh, a brand new season in our house, um, I, I'm praying that our eyes and our hearts will be open, that we'll be um, prepared in these last couple of weeks leading up to our anniversary to really step into the story of Jesus that's already happening all around us. We talked um, for just a few minutes last week. We kind of went off script um, a little bit, but we talked for, for just a few minutes um, about how important it is for us in our lives um, and for the health of our church that we recognize and remember the miraculous that God has done in our midst. It's, it's vital to us um, in our lives, in our own spiritual walk, in our own faith journey with Jesus, uh, and to the life of our church that we look back and remember what we've seen God do if we're going to step faithfully into the new season that He's bringing us into. we got to remember we got to remember. Somebody say remember. remember. we got to remember what we've seen God do. So as, as I prepared, um, as I began preparing this series, I was reading a book called The Grave Robber um, by Mark Batterson about the miracles um, that Jesus worked uh, during his life, um, during the, the, the short time that he spent um, on earth. And uh, and, and as I began to really kind of dive into this series and, and, and kind of explore that book and, and kind of break open uh, the book of John, it, it really kind of set my, my mind and set my heart on the miraculous. And what it did for me is it reminded me how easy it is for you and me to forget the miracles that the Lord has done all around us. And in doing that, in, in forgetting what we've seen God do, in forgetting the miraculous that we've experienced, we, we talked about last week all the things, uh, all the doors that we've seen God kick open uh, in this past year as a church, everything we've seen God do and all the ways we've seen God move. If, if, we, if we forget the miraculous that we've seen God do, if we, if we forget the impossible that we've seen God make possible, we allow anxiety and stress to creep into our story and stop our faith by blocking our memory of what we've already seen God accomplish. If we forget what we've seen God do, we allow anxiety and stress to creep into our story and stop our faith by blocking our memory of what we've already seen God do. Psalm 52 verse 9 says, for what you've done, I will always, somebody say always. always. I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. And I will hope in your name, for your name is good. For what you've done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. The enemy would love nothing more in this place today for you and for me to forget the fires that our faith has already empowered us to walk through. 
The enemy wants us to forget the mountains that we've already seen God move. The enemy wants us to forget the giants that we, we talked about this for a few minutes last week. We, we, we got to remember because the enemy wants us to forget. The enemy wants us to forget what we've seen God do. And it's just like we saw last week that the only way that you and I will have the power to persevere when we're put under pressure is for us to look back and remember the impossible that's been made possible in our life and to stand in faith that we will see God do the impossible again. Not just to remember, but to stand in faith that that, that time that we saw God do that thing in our life is not the last thing that I'm going to see God do in my life. No, no, no. I'm standing in faith that just like God moved before, I'm going to see God move again. That it wasn't a one-time deal and it wasn't the end of the story. That God's been faithful, faithful before and I will see his faithfulness again. We serve a miracle working God. Amen. You and me do. Amen. We serve the God of the miraculous. And I know it's true for me and it might be true for you too. That the enemy wants to get us down in the dumps about the situation that we're in in our life. And the only way that he can do that is if he can get us to forget. The only... See, because if you've seen God do the miraculous and you're hooked into that... And, and, and your, your, your mind is fixed on that and you're remembering what you've seen God do, then the mountain that's in front of you doesn't look so big. Then the mountain that, 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 that's standing before you is just another thing that God can move. But when the enemy can get you to forget that you've seen God move a mountain before, then the enemy gets you to think that the mountain that's in front of you can be moved. So the only way that he can get us into anxiety and into fear is to get us to forget what we've seen God do. And what I'm here to tell you today is that we serve a miracle working God. But if we don't open our eyes, we got to get this. Our, our God, Ricky, he's a miracle working God. He is the God of the miraculous. He is the mountain-moving God. But if we don't open our eyes to see what he's already doing, we'll miss the miracles that God wants us to experience. And my hope through this series is that we stop missing miracles, that we stop missing the miraculous because our eyes aren't hooked on what God is doing because our eyes aren't focused into the God that is always moving. What we got to understand is that God is always moving. God is always doing the miraculous all around us. Our eyes just aren't always open to it. My faith and your faith empowers us and gives us access to the God who is miraculous. Our faith gives us access 
access to the miraculous. John 14, 12, this is the very words of Jesus. And thank God it's the words of Jesus because it would sound heretical if it wasn't. He said, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. Jesus said, if you, if you believe in me, You'll do the stuff that I've been doing. But that wasn't the end of it. He said, and they will do even greater things than these. Jesus said, if you believe in me, if your faith is in me, if my spirit is inside of you, empowering you, you will do the things that I've been doing. And not just that, you'll do even greater things than they see. Your faith gives you, gives you access. It empowers you to step into the miraculous. But we got to understand and hook into that if we're going to see what God wants to do. God's declaring to you and me today that if our heart is connected with his heart and our eyes are fixed on him, then we should. It's my step on somebody's toes. If, if your heart is connected to the heart of God and if your eyes are on him, then you should be seeing the supernatural handprint of God in your life. You should be seeing God do the miraculous, not just once a year or once a decade. You should be seeing the miraculous all around you all the time if your heart is connected to the heart of God. You should be seeing the handprint of God on every part of your story and every part of your life. So we're going to spend the next eight weeks together. It's going to take us... Um, into our uh, one-year celebration and take us right through that. And um, we're, we're going to spend this time looking at the miraculous works uh, that Jesus performed on this earth. And as we do that, it's important for us. It's vital for us. It, it's, it's, it, we can't pass by the truth, you and I can't, that the same God that worked the miracles then is still the same God, and he's still working miracles now. Amen. Our God was a miracle-working God then, and our God is a miracle-working God now because God doesn't change, Right? 2,000 years, 3,000 years haven't changed God. He's still the God of miracles. And when John finished his gospel, after all the, all the miraculous, if you're familiar with John's gospel, you, you see Jesus do incredible things. Incredible things while he was on this earth. And he, 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 he thought it was fitting having said all that. To finish his gospel in, in chapter 20, it says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, why? That you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Just saying, why does the miraculous matter? Because he said, it's in seeing these things that Jesus has done that we can step in faith 
to the truth that Jesus is who he said he is. And he did do what he said he was going to do. And he finished the work that he came to finish. He said, that's why you need to see the miraculous. And we have to know as we dive in that if we'll open our eyes to the miraculous that's happening all around us even now, it will drive us just as it drove them in that day into a deeper and more full belief in the God of miracles. So in John, if you've got a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1. Seems like a fitting place to start. It says, On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, wasn't a Southern Baptist wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. So, so Jesus shows up to this wedding, right? Jesus, Jesus shows up, his mother's there, and, and weddings didn't go like how our weddings go. Um, like our weddings nowadays only last like 13 hours. Theirs lasted like days and days and days. Raise your hand if you like going to weddings. Oh, amen. There's only like two people. Okay, I don't like going to weddings either. <laughs> Says when the wine was gone... Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. So they're in day three of this wedding celebration, of the the festivities and the drinking and the partying and the the wedding fun. All All these couples are there. All this family is there. All their friends are there. And up to this point, there didn't seem, I mean, other than the wedding, there didn't seem to be anything overly special about this day. There didn't seem to be anything overly uh, miraculous about this day. It was a wedding celebration. They'd been to a thousand of them before. It was was the, the people serving the food and the wine. They'd done it a thousand times before. And, and what, I'm, what I'm trying to get you to, to see here is that this party is not what everyone expected to be setting the stage for the miraculous. That, that this party is not what they were. They didn't show up to this wedding and, and say, man, I bet Jesus is going to show up. I bet God's going to show up and do something really special in this place. So I'm super excited to go to this wedding because it's going to be awesome. God's going to show up. No, it was just another wedding and it was just another day. But what they found what they're about to find, and what we can find in our circumstance is that it's often the monotony of our lives that sets the stage for the miraculous. It's often the everyday. 
It's not that we got to show up. Oh, God's going to work a miracle here. So let me get there. Let me get to that. But no, no, no. It's often if we'll open our eyes to see it and if we'll allow God to move, it's often the every day of our lives, the, the, the every day moments, the, the weekday, the, the Monday morning where we'll see God do the miraculous if we'll open our eyes to what it is that he's doing. And I love that there's nothing life-saving about this miracle that Jesus is about to perform. Nobody's going to die if they don't get their wine. Nobody nobody is going to have to be resurrected if they've got to drink water for the rest of this party, right? There's nothing... There's nothing life-saving about what Jesus did. And and what I want us to understand and what I think God wants us to see in this and, 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 and rally around in this is not that there's nothing too big for God. Because we all pretty much get that, right? We know God brings the giants down. We know God saves us uh, when we're in the den of lions. We know God uh, walks us through the fire. We, we kind of understand and we'll, we'll come around the idea that there's nothing too big for God. But what I want us to grab onto this morning, if we're going to understand the nature of the miraculous, is that there is also nothing too small for God. See, it's not just that it's not just that God can come through when I'm at the edge and, and can't take another step and disaster waits on the other side. It's not just that God can come through in the big things. He can, but we've got to understand this morning that God is also the God of the little details in our life. He's also the God that can work in the small things. We can't minimize God to being only the God of the magnificent. Because he's also the God of that mundane Monday morning when we just need a little detail. He's the God of the big things and he's the God of the small things. See, he said in Romans, Paul said, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us the big things is that what he said no he said all things somebody say all things he said how how will he not also graciously give us all things See, there's no, we got to get this because we, we feel like we got to reserve for God the big stuff in our life. Uh, we got to reserve for God the, the, the miraculous in the big things. But what we've got to understand is that there's no different degrees of difficulty in the economy of God. Our big thing is not any harder for God than our small thing is. And our small thing is not any easier than our big thing is. Because to an infinite God, all finite things in this life are pretty equal. 
right? So I want us to see today in this miracle of turning water into wine that we can trust God for the big things, for the things that, that, that mean we step out in faith onto the ocean and believe that God's going to keep us afloat, but we can also trust God in the small things because he's the God of both. It says, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. You ever been to a wedding without wine? I mean, it's just the Bible. If a wedding was good without wine, then Jesus would have left the water. <laughs> just saying. They have no more wine, which was a problem. I don't know why it was a problem. Is that better? You know what Mary didn't do in the pursuit in, in her pursuit of God's power in this moment. She didn't go in to deep theology mode and try to use every big word she knew to convince Jesus to do what, he, what she needed him to do. She, she didn't go in to this, this, this ultra Christian prayer mode where she used all the big words that she learned in seminary to try to talk Jesus into doing the thing that she needed him to do, right? She said, hey, Jesus, we got no more wine. So if thou, God, in your great loving kindness, Oh, she just said, Jesus, this is what we got. Nothing. This is what we need. We have no more wine. I wonder if sometimes you and me would do better to stop telling God how to solve our dilemma and just start presenting our problem to him. I wonder if sometimes we might be better off to stop telling God how to fix it and just recognize before him that it needs fixing. Because if we knew how to fix it, we probably could have fixed it ourselves. If we, if we could get it done the way that we think it should get done, we probably could have got it done without bringing it to God. So maybe it's time for you and me to stop telling. Maybe it's time for me to stop telling God how to make this church grow and just start telling God, I want to reach as many people as we can reach. Maybe it's time for somebody that you stop telling God how to put more money in your bank account. And start saying, God, I'm going to be faithful with the money you've given me. And I'm going to believe that you're just going to do what you do. Maybe it's time that we stop telling God how to restore the relationship that's broken in our life. And just say, God, for your glory, this relationship's broken and I wish you would restore it. Maybe it's time that we stop telling God how to fix it. 
and just trust that he has not just a solution to our predicament, but the best solution to our predicament. See, often the answer for us is the same as it was for Mary on this day. And it's as simple as identifying the problem and getting Jesus involved. It's as simple as saying, this is what it is. Here it is, Jesus. This is what I've got. Here it is, Jesus. This is the money I've got. It's not much, but here it is, Jesus. This is the problem I've got. Here it is, Jesus. Because we don't always, it's so hard for us, because we're all control freaks. We all are know-it-alls. You are. If you're thinking that's not me, it's you. We... But sometimes we've got to recognize that it's okay for us to not know what to say as long as we know where to turn. It's okay for us to not know all the big words to use as long as we know to turn to Jesus in our moment of need. So she told Jesus, they have no more wine. And Jesus said, woman... That's Bible. Let's put it on the screen so they'd see. It's not me. I'm just reading. Woman, why do you involve me? I say that like three times a week. Jesus replied, my hour is not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, can we just soak this in today? Can we soak this in not as fairy tale, but as reality, as a moment in history? We're miraculous. We're a miraculous God stepped into an impossible story. So the stone jars, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. And Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. And they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. And he didn't realize where it had come from. Though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside. And said, everyone brings out the choice wine first. And then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. Because that's the way you do it, right? Y'all don't know. But you have saved the best till now. He said, everybody brings out the best wine first. 
then once everybody's got their buzz going, then you bring out the crappy stuff. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said, but, but, but you've saved the best till now. You know what I found to be true as we stand to our feet? Jesus doesn't always come through the way that I thought that he should or the way that I hoped that he would, but he always comes through with the best. He doesn't always come through the way I prayed it, but he always comes through better than I ever would have imagined or hoped for. See, Jesus could have turned that water into that 479 wine you get at Kroger. But that's not how Jesus does business. God always brings the best wine. God always brings what's best. He might not bring it at what I think is the best time, but he'll always bring it at the best time. He might not bring it the way that I thought it would be best, but he always brings the best. So if we'll wait on him, church, if we'll look back and remember, and if we'll stand in faith that he'll come through this time, just as he's come through every time, we will see God show up with exactly what we need to keep on stepping from glory to glory to glory to glory. If we'll just bring him what we have. If we'll just bring him our water in those stone jars, we'll see his faithfulness with the rest. He said, you need a miracle. Just bring me those jars full of water. We'll bring him what we have. He will always use it to make what's best. <laughs>